When you recognize that your work environment is toxic, it is a terrible feeling. It's magnified when you feel stuck and like you have no other options. The truth is you can control how you handle the situation and you are not stuck. Let's chat about how you can survive that toxic workplace in the meantime. Tired of staying in your career because of everyone else's expectations? Frustrated by the curveballs life has thrown your way? Unsure of how to navigate the journey ahead? If you said yes, say hello to your new hangout. Welcome to the Reinvention Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Susie Q. Just like you, I was desperate to leave my 16-year career while also navigating major life hurdles. Rather than be a victim, I faced my fears, created a plan, and took action. I overhauled my life and successfully left corporate. Now, it's your turn. This is the place where your determination takes center stage. You'll learn strategies to navigate the chaos and your transformation will be unleashed. It's time to armor up, ladies. We are warriors. Let's blaze our own path. First things first, I want you to shift your mindset when it comes to this topic and when it comes to feeling stuck. I know it's really hard to see it any other way because it does feel like we're stuck stuck when we're in this workplace that either is making us unhappy or where you have a toxic boss, a micromanaging boss, leadership uh, that's not in alignment with us and our values. Like there's so many ways a toxic workplace can show itself to you, right? Where you sense all these negative feelings and emotions and just issues that are going on there. But when that happens, I want you to know that you do have control because ultimately you are making a choice to stay where you are. And I know I'm not trying to point the finger or say anything negative about you here, so please don't take it that way. What I want you to reframe and think about is that you can start to do things to help yourself make your transition Because I recognize the truth is we can't always just take the leap from one second to the next, right? From today to tomorrow, we can't just quit up and leave unless if there's something majorly happening that's, you know, an ethical issue, a legal issue, then of course, you're going to have to make some really hard and fast decisions here. But in most of the cases that I'm assuming that you're dealing with, you are like, okay, this is just getting worse and worse. The experience here is not good and I need to start making some sort of a change how do I do that? And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you a couple tried and true things that I did when I was dealing with this myself in my career, but then things that I just know that all around will help you. So I hope that this is really a benefit to you. I hope that this is going to help you to figure out ways on how you can survive while you are there, because maybe it's going to take you a couple weeks, a couple months, however long to start making a transition for yourself or to figure out an alternative option instead of staying somewhere that is a toxic workplace, okay? Because you do have options and that is what today's episode is about, reminding you of what your options are and how to protect yourself in the process. So let's dive right into it. Number one, 
you are going to become a master at creating boundaries, okay? And how are we going to do that? Well, number one, I want you to think about what are your work hours and your work days? What do they look like? Are they fluid? Are they all over the place? Or do you have some, some good structure set in place? And the reason why I say that is because oftentimes the, there are things that are within our control that we don't even recognize are within our control and you get to control your schedule. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, I'm salary and I'm this and you know, the type of career that I'm in, I have to be flexible with my time. Okay. No problem. There are going to be some differences in every career field or type of business. Absolutely. But you can still commit and stick to certain times that you are or are not available. Okay. You can absolutely do that. And if they fire you over that, that's a whole different issue on its own. But you have to have time for yourself and you cannot live and breathe your job 24 Seven. So I want you to come up with what are some good work hours or days, right? Like you say, oh, I have to be available seven days a week. Okay, well, what are the hours that you're available then? And if you can, pare it down to five days a week that I'm available, four days a week that I'm available. And these are the times and maybe you designate one day of those where that's an evening that you're available. But beyond that, nope, I'm not available in the evenings because I've got a family too, or I have some other priorities. They don't need to know your business. Who cares at the end of the day? They do not need to know your business. So your job is to define what those hours and days are that you are available for work activities. And then outside of that, the next step is you're gonna limit your contact. How do we do that? Do you have to take your laptop home? Do you have to take uh, a work device home? Is it required that you're on call? In some instances, sure. I'm sure that for some of you, you have to be available um, or accessible um, on a company device, let's just say. Okay, fine. But if not, don't take it home. That was one of my rules. I learned to stop taking it home because what I found is that when I would take my laptop home, guess what? I had this desire and urge to check. Oh my gosh, am I in trouble with my boss? Oh my God, am I, you know, behind on the deadline for that thing? And like, you just want to progress a little bit more and it's just a trap. So get the trap out of your house. Don't even take it home if you can avoid it. But if you have to, it needs to be out of sight, out of mind, and only you designate times when you are going to check in. And because you already set what your firm work hours are, then you know, okay, I can only check my device up until 6 p.m. And after that, it gets put away. I'm going to go stick it in my vehicle, make it really inconvenient for yourself to have to go check it and put it out as far away as, from you as possible so it's not a simple habit to just go grab it. And then that's it. No more contact. And then until the next day that I go into work and guess what? Here I am. I'm at work. Now I'm going to check in. So limiting your contact is the next part of the creating boundaries part. And then the third part of creating boundaries is when you are on vacation or you have a day off because you are sick or you are you have a doctor's appointment you need to set a rule no contact rule because you need to be unavailable when you're on vacation when you take time off for yourself for your family for your priorities you need to be firm about that boundary. And I know that can be really hard, especially when you're not used to it. But here's one of the tricks that I used when it was really hard for me in the beginning. And I'm going to share that with you because I'm really hoping that this is going to help you. But what is it? 
guess what? Where I'm going to be at, I have there's no service available. I'm going to be at a doctor's office, and I'm not allowed to have my phone on in there, so I'm really not going to be available. I'm going off the grid. Like, say you're going off the grid. It doesn't matter. Make up any elaborate, ridiculous excuse that you have to that they're going to think like, huh, what? Why is she? Uh, what type of place is she going to? Who cares? Let them question. Let them doubt. Let them whatever they're going to do. You don't control their thoughts. Who cares? But you need to be the one who starts to say, guess what? Nope, I am unavailable during my vacation. Uh, where we're going is off grid. I am not available because I have an appointment and where it's at, no devices are allowed. So I will, I'm going to be unavailable all day. I'm getting testing. Like who cares? And they don't even need to know that level of detail. And that's the thing is that unfortunately we tend to, and I'll speak for myself here because I was a person who overshared, overprovided details and then recognized, thankfully, thanks to people in my life who said, why are you telling them that much information? So maybe that's part of this equation too, is reeling in how much you share and just being very simplistic and point blank and saying, I'm just going to be unavailable. I'm going to be out of contact. I'm not going to have service available where I'm going to be the day that I took vacation off or the week that I took vacation off. And and then you stick to the rule of not taking devices with you because that urge to check it will be eliminated. So let's stick to that. Those are our boundaries, okay? So number one of creating boundaries is you are going to set those firm work hours. You are going to limit your contact and you are going to stay firm and unavailable on your vacation days and your days off, okay? That's number one. Now, number two here is... Where and how can you minimize the interactions that you have with the toxic people or the stressors at your work, right? Because sometimes I get it. There are times that we just cannot entirely avoid people or projects or stressors, but we can start to minimize our interactions. So here's some examples. The first one is, is there a particular project or person that you have to deal with? Now, the question here is, does it have to be you that is dealing with them directly or with that matter, that issue, that challenge directly? Does it have to be you? Can you designate someone else? Is there another person who can handle it? Or can you handle it on your own and then literally pass it on to that person or to, you know, whomever it is that has to help you with the next steps? Because if you can minimize the the stressors and the people, then that's going to help your stress level too, right? And that's going to help you not feel like so anxious around that toxic person. So just keep that in mind. Is there a different way that you can delegate or a different way that you can handle it, maybe electronically versus in person or in meetings? And then the next part of this is if the answer to that question is no, and yes, I do have to interact directly with the primary toxic person, let's just say. All right, unfortunately, unfortunately, that does happen. But if it's a necessary interaction, don't do it alone. Have someone else with you. So if it's an interaction with a leader who's toxic and you just know that this might be a really big challenge for you, it might be difficult, then do you need to involve HR in those interactions? And if it's with another colleague, can you bring a boss into the conversation that you work well with? Or can you 
bring another colleague into the picture. So that way it's just not you one-on-one -on -one and you don't feel like it's just going to be a head-to-head -head with that person or with that project. Let's say it's a project. It'd be nice to have some other heads around the table to help you, right? So whenever it's not possible for you to isolate the, the situation, then bring someone else in that could be a helpful third party. So that's another way to go around it. So that's part two is how can we minimize interac interactions with the toxic people or the stressors. Then number three is getting support outside of work. Now, I know the first thing you're probably thinking is like, oh, but I have a coworker or a bestie at work. And while those can be some great options, sometimes those people are part of the toxic environment and don't necessarily always see it. So we, it's nice to have people outside of work that are not involved in what you're dealing with. So how do we do that? Number one is you can find some groups or networks that you can be a part of that they understand your challenges because they're dealing with a toxic workplace or they're wanting to leave their job too and so they're trying to figure out options. The next option is finding a therapist or a coach that can help support you on your journey because there are so many things that you might be challenged with and having an outside perspective can be extremely, extremely helpful. And if you didn't know this, I do offer coaching that supports you while you're making your transition. That's something that I love to do because I know how challenging it feels and what it's like to go through that and feel very alone. And you shouldn't tread through this on your lonesome. Like I promise you that's not the best way to do this. And if you need some support, then please know that I do offer coaching services and you can see a link in today's show notes down below. And the third way that you can get support outside of work is does your employer have an employee assistance program? One of my clients I was recently working with, she went through my workbook and recognized, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that my employer had an EAP program. And what that means is that sometimes you can get counseling services or therapy or you know, different types of benefits that are going to help you with dealing with this challenge in front of you. But it's one of the ways that can be really beneficial that it's through your employer. And then the fourth thing that you can start to do when you're feeling stuck in that toxic workplace is honestly start preparing your exit. And I know that can feel like a big load. So here's a couple things that you can keep in mind. Number one is is it possible for you to just leave this career and go to a completely different career path? Like, can you find another job? Is that an option for you? And if you're like, oh my gosh, no, I can't even consider that. I'm just giving you options here. I want you to think broader and have your eyes open and aware to what possibilities are out there. But then the next part of it is, let's say the toxicity is specifically to a person or a department. And now, is it possible that you could job transfer? Could you look at a different department that you could go work for? Is there another team that you're like, man, they're a really great team over there. I wish my team was like that team. Is there an opportunity to go and transfer over to a different group? Because if there is, then that might really alleviate your transition or alleviate what your options are. And maybe you don't feel so frantic about having to like quit from one day to the next. So that's something I want you to consider. Then the next part of preparing your exit is really start to look at your cost and your expenses and the things that you spend your money on 
is it possible to start you know reducing some of those expenses and costs that you have so that you can live off of less or you know plan your tr your transition a little bit differently so i want you to take a look at your finances and then the third thing i want you to do is start doing these things that are going to help you take steps towards planning your exit like it's time to take some action here we can't just lament and stew in the negativity and the toxicity of our workplace because that's just going to eat away at, at you. And I know that from experience. It will just wear you down and you're going to be exhausted and you're going to feel like there is no option and you are going to feel like you're stuck and there's no way out. But I want you to know that that's not true. And that is exactly why I designed my workbook for this exact reason because for me, I needed a way out. I needed to know a plan. If you feel like you've reached that point where you know, okay, I am ready to start building this roadmap and you would like to go down the DIY route, then please check out my book. Listen to what Robin had to say in her five-star review. I was able to go through my expenses and identify areas where I could cut out temporarily. I don't think I'm there yet, but it's nice to know that I can cut things out if I need to. The workbook was helpful. I didn't even know that I had an employee assistance program. So my friend, wherever you find yourself currently and whatever stage you feel like you're, like you're at, please don't do this alone. Don't feel like you just have to Google search to death and feel stuck and as, as though you have no other options because you do. You have options. There's resources. Obviously here, I love to give you these tips and strategies on the show. But I also designed this workbook so that you don't have to struggle alone. And of course, as I've mentioned previously, I offer coaching services so that you don't have to struggle on your own and so that you don't feel like you're hanging alone trying to navigate this journey because a journey can feel very lonely and can just feel overwhelming. And I don't want you to feel stuck there. I don't want you to feel like you have no options because there are so many opportunities for you to make a difference in how your career is designed. And that's what I'm here to help you figure out. So please reach out, check out the book. You'll see the note, uh, the link down in today's notes. But I hope that these tips are helping you recognize that you don't have to stay stuck in your job. And while you are there, you can do things to make it a little less, not as painful. So please implement these things take some action today so that you can start to make your transition. As I always love to say here, armor up warrior. See you next show. Was there a golden nugget or two that made you instantly think of a friend or loved one who could use some inspiration? If you've ever had someone text you something that made them think of you, it puts the biggest smile on your face, doesn't it? If you can share this episode with one person, imagine the ripple effect we can have together. Let's collectively bring all the warriors in our lives to create a reinvention revolution. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. It only takes you about 60 seconds to let me know what you think and what you want to hear more of. I'm pouring my heart into bringing you this content and your review goes a long way. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one.